What's going on, everybody? RJ Joe here from SB Nation, bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and I don't think it's uh, too long to save or whatever the expression is. Happy New Year if we haven't spoken to you since we flipped the calendar to January. We are in January. We are at the end of the regular season, and our Dallas Cowboys, your Dallas Cowboys, my Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Cowboys are NFC East champions. This is the post game here throughout the Blog of the Boys universe. You can watch us live on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel, the Blog of the Boys Twitch channel, or the Blog of the Boys Facebook page. You can also catch the rewatch at any one of these places as well. If you're a little bit tardy or you have something going on in your life, hey, we understand uh, that there's a lot to tend to. Make sure to visit blogandtheboys.com 24 365. Is this a leap year? I really don't know. I suppose we'll find out in a little bit. Uh, but for the latest and greatest in the world of the NFC East champion Dallas Cowboys, if you have not yet, please consider subscribing right here on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel, Twitch channel, or like our Facebook page. We also have a podcast audience that chooses or is only able to listen to the show as opposed to watching it or participating along live with the chat. If you are a podcast listener, please subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Apple devices, Spotify, uh, TuneIn Radio, whatever the case may be. My name, once again, RJ Ochoa. You can follow me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and threads at RJ Ochoa or on TikTok, rj.ochoa. All right, we have a lot to get into, so buckle up your seatbelts, everybody, because we are going to be flying. I have a tendency to speak very quickly. I know that. I've heard the complaints. I've heard what I hope is the constructive criticism. Uh, I'm excited, and like I said, we have a lot of subject matter to get to, so we're going to do our very best to do so in neat and orderly fashion. Flash photography is permitted, but please keep your hands, feet, and all limbs inside of the vehicle at all times. Once again, the Dallas Cowboys are division champions. As Kenneth Cook notes, RJ, we got the division, baby. Avery says, whoop. I don't know if that's a fight in Texas Aggie whoop, but I will pretend that it is. Nonetheless, the Cowboys with a 38-10 to victory on the road against the bad guys. The Washington Commanders came away with their 26th division title in franchise history. No other team has won the NFC East more than the good guys. That is the Dallas Cowboys. It was the fourth division title that Dak Prescott helped to lead the Dallas Cowboys to 2016 as a rookie, 2018, 2021, and here in 2023 where he prided away from the ultimate bad guys, the Philadelphia Eagles, who despite all of their concentrated efforts got absolutely smoked by the New York Giants in embarrassing fashion on Sunday afternoon. Those losers, those frauds, they're going to have to go to Tampa Bay in the wild card round. And I know that we're all hoping that they continue to be exposed for the frauds that they are. But the Cowboys, while it was a little bit stressful early on, things ultimately settled the offense. My goodness gracious, we have a lot to get to. If you are watching on the YouTube things, you will note that our star of the game poll options are all on the offensive side of the ball. Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Tony Pollard, who had perhaps his best game of the season in my mind, not to spoil my stock report, of course. Or if you want to do a ride in ballot sort of situation, you can choose the other option and tell you what to choose for the star of the game. It was kind of a clinic for the Cowboys in just about every single sense, except for Brandon Aubrey, despite what Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhardt tried to do to him. The first field goal attempt blocked. That was not ideal, not totally his fault. The second one off the upright. Holy crap, we're all starting to panic. But thankfully, Brandon Aubrey got one at the very end. We are flying high. The momentum, if you believe in it, everything is moving in the Cowboys' direction as they get set for the playoffs. That's correct. The regular season now officially over for the Dallas Cowboys, not just the Dallas Cowboys, but over for literally every single team in the NFL, save for the Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins, because Sunday night football has not kicked off 
at the time of this production. That being said, because the regular season is over, we now know a lot of things. We know that the playoffs are obviously coming up. We know the 2024 opponents for the Cowboys. We'll get to that in just a little bit. And we know who the Cowboys will be facing in the wild card round. The Cowboys are the NFC's champions. The Cowboys are the two seed in the NFC. The Cowboys are guaranteed to host at least two playoff games should they win their first one and potentially even a third one if somebody else manages to go to San Francisco and knock off the big, bad 49ers. But we know specifically that for the Cowboys to get to their first home divisional playoff game since 2016 when they were bounced by the Green Bay Packers, led by Mike McCarthy, who is now the Cowboys head coach, that they will have to go through that team. The Dallas Cowboys will, in fact, be hosting the Green Bay Packers in the wild card round of the playoffs. And I got to be honest with you because I am speaking very quickly. I can feel all of the football juice moving and flowing and grooving through me that if it was ever going to happen, if it was ever going to be destiny, that it would have to start like this, that it would have to be this way for the Dallas Cowboys, that it would have to be something that started with Mike McCarthy going through the Green Bay Packers, the Cowboys enacting revenge, the Cowboys taking care of the first boogeyman in their playoff lives, the Cowboys getting revenge for Des Bryant, for Jason Garrett, if you want to throw him in there, for Sean Lee, for Tyrone Crawford, for Jeremy Mincy, for Brandon Carr, for Morris Claiborne, for J.J. Wilcox, for Barry Church. This one's for all of them. This one's for Mike McCarthy. We're going to kick the Packers' ass, and I'm going to go ahead and say it right now because I'm feeling that great uh can you all hear me because somebody said that you couldn't and i'm a little bit worried that this entire diatribe i went on was completely and totally on mute that would be underwhelming uh but i hope that that was not the case uh i have not seen anyone say uh, that you cannot hear me but uh i will proceed as if everything is going well adam blank by the way says for morris claiborne lol that's right baby for mo claiborne who i love i spoke to mo at the super bowl in miami when he was a part of the san francisco 49ers super awesome dude so i'm definitely saying this one's for him it's for jason Witten. it's for tony romo Gosh dang it. It's for Cole Beasley. It's for Terrence Williams. It's for all of them. This one, we're going to take care of the Green Bay Packers in style. And in case you are curious, in case you did not know, in case you have not seen, the odds are already out. The Dallas Cowboys have opened as a touchdown favorite. Seven points. Shout out, of course, to Monica Geller. Seven point favorites. The Cowboys are home favorites over the Green Bay Packers in the wild card round of the playoffs. I think that that touches on everything and kind of sets us up for the conversation that we're about to have. I have not had dinner. I have not had a cup of coffee this afternoon. I think that that might be the biggest upset of the day. Let's go ahead and get to it. Kevin, by the way, says that Des caught it. Scott Paul Crawford says Tyrone Crawford just had a baby while his wife did. Congratulations to the Crawford family. I saw it was a beautiful baby girl. All the best to Tyrone Crawford, his family, et cetera, et cetera. As Kenneth Cook notes, it's for DeMarcus Ware. You know what, Kenneth? It's for Jimmy Johnson, right? Let's just go ahead and say it. I know that that doesn't make any factual sense, but it's for Jimmy Johnson. It's for Troy Aikman. It's for everybody. And we do not know, by the way, for anyone who's going to ask when this game is going to be happening yet, I imagine the NFL will finalize this as Sunday Night Football is happening and announce it at the conclusion of the game. But if my dollar is worth anything to your kind of predictions, I would assume this is going to be Sunday afternoon at AT&T Stadium with the broadcast that everybody loves. Greg Olson, Kevin Burkhart, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi on the call. But we will see. Anything can happen. Uh, Roman King says, just got out of work. How did we do, Papa? We did well, my son. We did very, very very well. Uh, Shane says, are we doing this for Jason Garrett too? Hell yeah, we are. We're doing this for everybody. This one's for the entire crew. Uh, Kevin Wolf, a lot of you were chatting about Stefan Gilmore, who uh, very nervously uh, for all of us and for him, of course, left the game against the commanders, arm in a sling. We were all kind of terrified. A lot of you, I appreciate you chatting with one another because I was in the middle of my opening statement, my opening monologue. Uh, but Stefan Gilmore, after the game, says he's going to be okay. He says he dislocated his shoulder a bit, but was able to pop it back in. Holy crap, that sounds painful. He feels better, and it 
it seems like he is going to play, obviously, next week against the Green Bay Packers. So the worst case scenario seems to have been avoided for the Cowboys, which is very, very, very good news. So uh, Brian, by the way, says Texans versus Chiefs on Saturday night. I hope I'll be there. I would bet the Texans are going to be a Saturday game. I'm very confident in that. All right. So uh, I have two super chats to tend to. Thank you, Brian. Everybody follow Brian on TikTok. Uh, says star of the game vote D all of the above right now. Dak Prescott is leading the way for our star of the game vote. Our star of the game is the most coveted award that you can win around the blog and the boys universe. And that includes Tuesday's weekly roundtable award that we hand out Dak Prescott rain Dakota Prescott, uh, barring something just absolutely incredible between the bills and the dolphins will lead the NFL in touchdown passes in 2023. I call it 2023. Don't be one of those yahoos that calls it 2023, 2024. Dak, Prescott on Sunday afternoon against the Washington Commanders with everything on the line, needing to clinch the division title, needing to clinch the two seed, needing to establish at least two home playoff games and potentially even a third. Dak Prescott was chef's kiss phenomenal and fuego 31 of 36 only five lone incompletions for Dak Prescott one of them an interception not quite his fault a tipped ball obviously at the line of scrimmage that's just tough cookies sometimes that's the way it crumbles four passing touchdowns no partridges in a pear tree I hope you took your Christmas decorations down already 7.8 yards per attempt a 124.4 passer rating Dak Prescott was marvelous so it makes absolute sense that he is obviously running away with our star of the game award statistically I'll get to the other super chats in just a moment people Tony Pollard who we're going to talk about in a little bit seven 17 carries, 70 yards, 4.1 yards per carry, had the touchdown that gave the Cowboys the lead that they never relinquished in the second half. CeeDee Lamb was a monster yet again, 13 receptions, 98 yards, had two touchdowns. The other passing ones that Dak Prescott threw went to Brandon Cooks and to Jalen Tolbert. Jalen Tolbert was the first Cowboys player to get on the board on Sunday against Washington. Defensively, we had sacks for Micah Parsons. We had one for Dorrance Armstrong. We had a half sack for Sam Williams that he split with Dante Fowler, who had another one in and of his own right. And whoa, 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 Miss Lippy! what a surprise. Deron Bland had another interception, giving him nine in what will be the NFL's lead. The Cowboys are going to finish with the NFL's passing touchdown leader and the NFL's interception leader. And no, it's not Dak Prescott in 2022, and everybody lost their minds for the dumbest possible reason. It is Deron Bland who is going to make himself a lot of money, but thankfully that isn't a problem for 2024. Uh, Watsamata says it's funny how a 38-10 to 10 win looks and feels so perfunctory. We don't think – I don't think I've ever said the word perfunctory here at Blog on the Boys, so always – um. Yeah, that's always uh, possible. Jorge says, go Cowboys. Eagles suck. They do suck. The Eagles, those frauds, they sucked big time on Sunday. They were terrible, and they were trying to win. Don't let them fool you. Don't let Nick Sirianni tell you anything else. Uh, it was um, it was, it was, was so much fun. It was, it was wonderful. Avery says, I mean, here we go. So pumped. By the way, love you, Cooper Rush. Super grateful for last season. You know, we've all got your back forever. But the Cooper Rush, here we go. Let's just say. Not quite as intimidating as the Dak Prescott. Here we go. Um, so that was a little bit funny. The fact that obviously the Cowboys were able to give their superstars some time to put caps and beanies on. Uh, Cooper Rush got in for some work, obviously, at the very end of this game and did offer a here we go. And it was very, very very interesting. Money Man says, turned on notifications for your Twitter account. Really enjoyed your tweets today. I could feel I could feel your excitement through X. Hey, that's so um, that makes me feel so happy. Thank you for trusting me uh, in turning on your notifications for my tweets. I have to imagine that that would be annoying at a certain point, but I hope it wasn't. So thank you very much, Money Man. You made me feel very special. Michael, thank you for the chat. Says, how about Micah and the Minister of Defense have a record about 
that. Congrats. Yes, Micah Parsons, obviously, an elite company with the late, great Reggie White, uh, the Minister of Defense. They don't make a lot of players like that. In fact, they've literally only made one, and his name is Micah Parsons. Kevin says, before the season, I predict if Dak has less than 10 interceptions, we will go on to win the Super Bowl. Well, guess what? That's right, Kevin. Guess what? By the way, um, just for factual sake, not saying this is Kevin's point, he never said that. Dak never said he would throw fewer than 10 interceptions. That was a misquote that people ran with. He never, ever, ever said that, just so we're all on the same record. Uh, let's see here. Horthus says, RJ with some ex uh, some thumbs up emojis. Perry says, birds are not real. That's right. Uh, John D says, perfunctory can't be award. LOL. I didn't check the legitimacy of it when I said it, uh, John. Much like Ron Burgundy, I will read whatever is in the chat, so don't test me there. Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, DB Cooper says, sweet. Our 22nd NFC's championship. It is our 26th. Do not sell the Cowboys short. 26th division titles uh the lunar cowboy says rj i called it on the live we won the east david smith said the eagles aren't beating tampa david i appreciate the sentiment and i agree with you for what it's worth by the way let's take a very early or a very quick look at that line because i'm curious i did not look the philadelphia eagles who will travel to tampa bay are two and a half point road favorites i would definitely take the bucks especially if i'm getting points by the way the other nfc playoff game we owe all right people i'm gonna ask you to do something i don't often ask you for emojis in the chat Let's get some round of applause for Carson Wentz. All right, drop the hand clap emoji, please, for Carson Wentz. Let's do it. I would like to see this. We owe Carson a debt of gratitude. Look, I understand the take of, like, I'm not afraid of anybody. I'll face whoever. We're in the playoffs. We're the two seed. We're the NFC's champions. I'm not afraid of anything. That's cool. I'm fine with that. But if you're asking me to design the best possible route for the Cowboys, if you're asking me my objective opinion, if you're going to turn on my Twitter notifications because you want to know my thoughts on that, my thoughts are it is a much easier path for the Cowboys to winning the Super Bowl, which last I checked is kind of the you know whole point of all this, um, if they do not have to play the Los Angeles Rams. More than that, beyond that, if you want to be super tough and act like, I don't care, I'll face the Rams, I'll stand tall, blah, blah, blah. Even if you want to believe and act that way, the best possible path, I don't think anyone is too tough to admit that the 49ers are scary, that it would be great if somebody bounced the 49ers from the playoffs because Carson Wentz led the Rams to victory over the 49ers. We have now not only assured that the Dallas Cowboys will avoid the Los Angeles Rams, but we have assured a world where if the Cowboys take care of the Packers, which is obviously what we're hoping for and planning on, and if the Rams upset the Lions, which I don't think is out of the realm of possibility. In fact, I think a lot of people think that's probable. The line on that game, by the way, Detroit only three and a half point favorites. That's at home that's at ford field that suggests that odds makers believe these are two even steven teams on, on a neutral field and so our point here is if the cowboys win we want the rams to be the team that gets to go to san francisco we do not trust the eagles to go to san francisco and take care of business we do not trust the buccaneers we want it to be the rams so this was a double victory for us as cowboys fans and that we get to avoid the rams and that it sets up the nfc playoff side of things to where if dallas advances and if the rams advance then san francisco has to be the team that deals with them i don't mind facing the los angeles rams i just want to face them in the nfc championship game at at&t stadium as opposed to the wild card round so that's my thoughts on this it was a big win shout out carson wentz thank you to those of you who did drop the hand clap emojis uh idan my good friend idan says i could have sworn i had 49ers fans on my timeline johnny boy rn says host the packers to start then possibly the lions again is a great storyline that'd be great too if the if the lions obviously wind up beating the, the rams i think this worked out best this was the best possible draw for the cowboys as far as the way it could look that is not to say that anything is a guarantee. That is not to say that we are overlooking anybody. We have done that. We have been burned. Our hand has touched the stove when it was hot. We are not doing that. No game is a guarantee. But if you could design it, this is the way that we would want it to look. Ravi says, I was sweating that the Niners would win tonight. LOL. They did. No worries. All right. 
Uh, let's see here. Uh, Steel Hero says, I am looking for number 26, getting some more interceptions in the playoffs for some planned action. That's well said. Julian says, the football gods want Dallas versus the Rams or Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Um, look, I would not mind that at all. Um, by the way, for those of you who jumped in late, a lot of you asking about Stefan Gilmore. It seems like everything is going to be okay there. Again, nothing is confirmed. Nothing is for sure or for show, but it seems like Stefan Gilmore is going to be okay. It seems like worst case scenario was avoided. Uh, a lot of you are asking, by the way, about Sam Laporta, the Detroit Lions tight end. The severity of that injury, the last I saw, is not exactly known, at least how long he would be out of the playoffs for the Lions. And look, nobody is excited about injuries. Um, so all the best to Sam Laporta. Certainly hope he's able to play as soon as possible. Kenneth, thank you for the super chats. His injuries, O-line, the secondary, what do you think? Um, so this game... Um, this game for the Cowboys to kind of get to the game because there's a lot to get to, obviously. This game was a little bit scary um, because early on we found out that Tyler Smith and Zach Martin would not be playing. And truth be told, that did not wind up being an issue whatsoever. I'm very optimistic, personally, that Zach Martin will be able to play next Sunday. I don't know if it's Sunday, but next week against the Green Bay Packers um, because what he was dealing with was an illness. By the way, uh, Watson Mata notes, NFC champion victory polo monday not yet not nfc champions but definitely nfc east champion victory polo monday watsamata i'm right there with you um so that being said i think zach martin will play the tyler smith thing i mean i just you know don't totally know how much stock i put into the like a full tear is better than a partial tear stuff um but the cowboys rolled the dice a little bit today and that they would hopefully be able to get through washington um you know, unscathed with a win with the two seed in the division title. And they did. And so I think they're in the best possible position to have those players return. Um, I agree with D-Day too, says TJ Bass and Brock Hoffman did well versus Washington. But still, exactly. If you can have Tyler Smith and you can have, you know, Zach Martin, you obviously want to. Uh, I would say I'm a 9 out of 10 confident in Zach. And I'm probably like a 6, maybe 7 out of 10 confident in Tyler Smith. But we still have a, a bit to go. Um, I do not see any time. I see the comment from Rodney, but I do not see any confirmed time on when these games are going to be happening, but uh, we will see. Uh, by the way, I believe that CeeDee Lamb is actively leading the NFL in receiving. I don't know what his lead is on Tyreek Hill, uh, but I just saw a tweet about this. And so Tyreek probably will surpass CeeDee Lamb on Sunday night. But if he doesn't, uh, for whatever reason, CeeDee Lamb would lead the NFL in the Triple Crown. Uh, he would um, <laughs> he would have the most receptions, most receiving yardage, and most receiving touchdowns in a single season. Um, we will see what happens. But a lot of you asking about Stefan Gilmore. I know you're getting here late. It appears all is well on that front. Um, so that's that. But feeling very good about TJ Bass. Brock Hoffman, definitely don't want to trust as much, but it certainly seems like things are going to be okay with Stefan Gilmore, probably going to be okay with Zach Martin, and we will see uh, about, obviously, Tyler Smith as the week unfolds. My good friend Mikey, uh, thank you for the comment. And there's not a lot of this happening. Everybody be like Mikey, all right? Mikey came in here very humble. Mikey's comment, and I'll read it for the podcast audience. I'll eat crow. I had given up on Dak, but wow, let's do it, boys. I'm just kind of playing this off of like, you know, the rule of common sense. There are a lot of people who gave up on Dak Prescott a lot. And I know that the San Francisco loss was tough. I know we were shooketh. All right. But there were a lot of people and I have only seen one in Mikey come in here and say, I have to eat some crow. Mikey lined up first, but I don't see anybody behind him. I don't see anybody saying, oh, you know what? I was out on Dak and I was wrong. He's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Dak Prescott just authored one of the most incredible seasons that a Dallas Cowboys quarterback has ever had. And the impact, the legitimacy of that sentence is kind of stupid when you think about it. Like, we're talking about some of the best quarterbacks in the history of this game, and Dak Prescott just had an all-time season. CeeDee Lamb, for that matter, had an all-time season as well. So 
incredible season from Dak Prescott. Obviously, we hope there is a lot more left. Michelle, thank you for this. The chat says the year of destiny for our Dallas Cowboys. Start writing the story next week, and the first chapter is Green Bay. Gonna find out if the Jimmy Johnson curse is lifted. We will definitely see. Skyler, by the way, says that's what I said earlier. Where are all the haters at today? Uh, definitely a quiet day for the haters. Um, okay, thank you, Avery, for letting us know. I want City to get it, but I think Tyreek needs 94 yards. If that's the case, then yeah, I mean, it's kind of um, over and done with. Uh, this is Tyreek Hill's thing to lose. Um, all right, so um, we have some super chats that I have not gotten to yet. Let's go ahead and get to them. Thank you, though, for the comment about the O-line. The secondary, definitely feeling okay. Um, this is a good test, though, obviously, in the Green Bay Packers. We'll obviously see. I'm not pumped about any team in the playoffs. I wish that they could just give the Cowboys a Super Bowl, but um, things worked out well. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Carlos, thank you for the Super Chat, says, yeah, here we go. How about them Cowboys division champs? Number two seed secured. Packers coming to AT&T next week. Eagles imploding. Ah, all is right in the world. It really is. I mean, this was about as great of a sports weekend as you could have possibly asked for if you were a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, even on top of the Eagles losing and imploding and just kind of dealing with the chaos surrounding them, the New York Giants, you know, worse than their draft pick. In fact, let's take a look here. According to Tankathon, uh, we've known, obviously, the top of the draft. The Commanders did secure the number two overall pick in the draft. The Giants, after everything they went through this season, do not even finish with a top five pick. Um, now, I say that, you know, they're number six um, overall, but... Um, it came at a price and it worked out well for us. So great job, Giants. Love you. Uh, thank you, Perry Beaters. Uh, went with the super chat. Well, well, well. That was the title of last week's NFC East mixtape. And I am so looking forward to this week's NFC East mixtape with my buddy BLG. It's going to be a good time. Brian, thank you for the super chat. It says DB depth seems like an opportunity. Why haven't the Cowboys signed Anthony Brown back? He was a solid starter and is on the Jets practice squad. I would offer that the 49ers gave up on Anthony Brown. Um, so, you know. I think if, if there's a, an indication about how elite teams feel about him, that's probably it. Um, look, I, I think the Cowboys are – there's not a move they can make at this point in time. I understand that last week was filled with all the Lyle Collins stuff and Damian Wilson stuff, and we had a lot of fun with it. But there's nothing – this is who they are. They are, they are where they are now as who they're going to be. And assuming Stephon Gilmore is going to be fine, this is how they got to kind of roll. I saw some chatter uh, in the comment section about Jordan Lewis. I mean, holy crap, dude. This is the best season that Jordan Lewis has ever had for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, what a revelation of a season. The Trayvon Diggs injury could have, and we thought it would, derailed this Dallas Cowboys season. But Deron Bland stepping in on the outside and not being the team's nickel corner that we envisioned, that allowed the opportunity for Jordan Lewis to thrive as, as this team's nickel corner. And he's been tremendous. I mean, he has been absolutely incredible. He's one of the best players on the, on the team right now, Jordan Lewis is. So I feel very good about the state of things. Um, all due respect to Anthony Brown and the chip on his shoulder. I'm good. I will pass. Um, let's see here. Let's move on. Uh, HTD Young J, thank you for the super chat. Says question I was hoping you could talk about on the mixtape. Is this failure to win the division by Philly worse than Dallas in 2019? We definitely hit this on the mixtape. Let me take a screenshot so I don't forget. Um, I think this is worse because at one point in time this season, the Eagles were 10 and 1. That was never the case with the Cowboys. The Cowboys in 2019 were 3-0, and they fell to 3-3. Three and three, And it was just always kind of even Steven 500 football from that point in time, which is why they moved on from Jason Garrett. This is a true and utter disaster, what we have seen from the Eagles. And it is just a damn shame. I mean, really, I really hate to see it. By the way, they are not alone in choking. Anybody associated with any good moment from the Eagles seems to be choking this season. As Doug Peterson's Jacksonville Jaguars did his best Eagles impersonation on the AFC side of things, they were 10-3 and three on the Sunday after Thanksgiving. And they completely and totally fell apart and missed out on the playoffs entirely. Kevin, thank you for the super chats. Is that first touchdown pass showed me everything I needed to see. Dak is locked in. That's well said. This is the best football 
obviously of Dak Prescott's career, best football of CD Lamb. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this question. It's a weird way to ask the question, but welcome to the postgame. Name me the cowboy, if you can, who is playing very well. So it's got to be somebody who's playing at a really high level that is not playing at a career level, right? Like Dak Prescott's playing the best football of his career. CeeDee Lamb's playing the best football of his career. Who is somebody who's kind of in the group, the group of big-time contributors that is just playing like normal really good? You know what I'm saying? I know it's a weird question, but like who's that person? Um, You could maybe say Zach Martin. You could maybe say... Maybe say Micah Parsons, although he's such a unique case in that his like really good is still stupid amazing. Um, I like Kevin's answer. Uh, Johnny Boy said it as well. A lot of people said it. Brandon Cooks, that's a good answer. That's actually a really good answer. D Law, as Bubba says, look, D Law has had some amazing seasons in the past that have flown under the radar and that people have not appreciated. But that being said, this is still probably the best football that Demarcus Lawrence has ever played for the Dallas Cowboys. I think Brandon Cooks is probably the best um, answer, so kudos to all of you who said that. Um, I think what is so exciting about the Cowboys right now relative to this time last year is this time last year it was, dude, CeeDee Lamb, I mean, it's he's amazing, but outside of him, it's just like nobody. And so even though Brandon Cooks is playing really well, right, but not like elite level relative to his career, obviously, this is his first season in Dallas, that is going a long way. That offers such opportunity for the Cowboys offense to work and to be balanced. In this game where CeeDee Lamb had 13 catches for 98 yards and two touchdowns, they still needed six catches and 39 yards for another touchdown from Brandon Cooks. Hell, last week, CeeDee Lamb literally went off for over 200 yards and literally had a 92-yard touchdown, and they still were in a position where Brandon Cooks had to you know, have a touchdown that ultimately should have been the you know game winner but wasn't because last week was kind of weird. But you get my point. Like, Brandon Cooks' presence alone is one of the most valuable things for the Cowboys offense as a whole. As Shane says in the chat, Cooks has been such a great ad for this team. Very, very, very well said. Um, I like that answer a lot. I think we could sit here and kind of, you know, you know, paddle this around a little bit. Uh, but, man, um, Dak's playing at an elite level. CD's playing at an elite level. Tyron's playing at an elite level. And Tony Pollard. All right, let's kind of get to our stock report here. We've, you know, talked around and danced around a lot of things. Uh, my first stock up is in fact Tony Pollard. True or false for the chat, the people that are here with us live, because I love you. True or false, Sunday against the Commanders was the best that Tony Pollard has looked all season long. True or false, I'll buy you some time. And I'll buy you some time and tell you the answer. The answer is true. This is the best that Tony Pollard, this was this looked like Tony Pollard. And I know that we've heard Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhardt say that because they've done every single Cowboys game this year, basically. But I know we've kind of wanted to, to manifest this idea in reality, but this really was it. This was it. I haven't seen a single person say false in the chat. Everybody is saying true. Um, I'm going to get to your question in a moment, Charles, because I really like it. Uh, but everybody's saying true. Tony Pollard looked fresh. He looked fast. He looked physical. He had everything going on for him. The drive that he obviously capped off with the touchdown was like a vintage Tony Pollard drive. And I know we have some concerns about the Packers run game, but if this is an element of the Cowboys moving into the playoffs, that's an exciting thing. I'm excited. I think you should be excited about that. So Tony Pollard, that's why he's a star of the game nominee. Tony Pollard was amazing. I do want to get to Charles's question because I really, really, really like it. Uh, it says, RJ, who are the six most integral players you think are beneficial to the postseason success? Um, off the top of my head, I would go Dak, CD, Micah, Tank. Um, you know, you could throw Brandon Aubrey in there um, if you really wanted to because the playoffs are such a tight kind of – hell, we'll do it. Brandon Aubrey. Brandon Aubrey's number five for me. Um and then I might go 
I mean, I, I think Tyron Smith. Ty, I'm, that's not ranked, uh, but Tyron Smith, you know, definitely more important than Brandon Aubrey. No offense. Um, you can make an argument for Deron Bland. You can make an argument for Stefan Gilmore. You can make an argument for Zach Martin. You can make an argument for Tyler Biotish. Uh, but I mean, those are the ones that I think are the most, you know, Jenga piece kind of players who you take out and the tower comes crumbling down without them. So um, that's a good answer. Um, a good answer. I, I'm not complimenting myself. I promise. That's a good question. Uh, next up, stock up. Damone Clark. Damone Clark was awesome at the beginning of this game and the concerns about the Cowboys not being able to stop the run are gone remember that and I know that we're concerned about the Packers right because they're very good at that uh but the concerns that we had about the Cowboys kind of being porous against it do seem to have dissipated and I think that Damone Clark deserves a lot of credit for that I think you know Dan Quinn deserves a lot of credit but I think that Damone Clark is the dude who's living up to it and kind of patrolling the middle of the field Early in this game, there was a fourth down that Damone Clark kind of did all by himself. He didn't ultimately wind up with the tackle, but he caused enough havoc and got into the trash enough to where he allowed and bought time for the cavalry to show up. So Damone Clark um, really played very well against Washington. Watsamata, by the way, says, my concern has not dissipated. Kevin says, no, he's still very concerned about the run. I guess my point about that is we were at like a 10 out of 10 panic. And I'm not saying that nobody's at like even an eight out of 10, but it has diminished. It has decreased even slightly if that's your kind of MO at this point, but it has calmed down. It has chilled out just a little bit. And I think Damone Clark deserves um, a little bit of credit for that. So an attaboy from me, stock up Jalen Tolbert. All right, Jalen Tolbert. Had the first touchdown. I mean, in, in a moment where the game was still technically tight, I mean, Jalen Tolbert coming on is not a bad thing. The more options you have in the passing game, the more people, obviously, who can show up and make plays for you offensively. And a play that Dak Prescott had to have a high level of trust in his pass catcher on, that was an amazing moment from Jalen Tolbert. So very, very, very cool to see Jalen Tolbert thrive, obviously, um, in a in a, in a big-time spot. So good for Jalen Tolbert. Very happy for him. Uh, we talked about Jordan Lewis stock up. Dude, I mean, playing the best football of his career right now, uh, Jordan Lewis is, and he deserves a lot of credit for it. Um, trying to fly through some stock ups here because we've talked about some of these. Stock up C.D. Lamb. I mean, he's obviously on our star of the game list. C.D. Lamb has been incredible, been amazing. I mean, it's just there anytime you want it. Anytime you want C.D. Lamb to be there for you as an option, first down, second down, third down, fourth down, you need 20 yards, you need six yards, you need one yard, you need to hand it to him. C.D. Lamb can do it. I mean, he is the most dynamic player in the Cowboys offense since I don't know, man. I mean, we're, we're at the point of 2012 through 2014 Des Bryant. I mean, that's, that's where CD he's in that ether right now, that level of unstoppable. Um, C Lamb has been very, very, very special as of late. And so I think we're all obviously very excited to see what he can do in the playoffs. Stock up rain Dakota. Uh, Dak Prescott was amazing, obviously. Uh, stock up the aforementioned Brandon Cooks. I mean, that touchdown was really nice. And Brandon Cooks has had a lot of touchdowns this year. I know the thousand yard thing, whatever, blah, blah. But Brandon Cooks was awesome. Um, I want to get through the stock report and you can read it if you'd like. Uh, it'll be up at Blogging the Boys on Monday. We obviously have a lot of content coming out right now. I'll also whip it up on Instagram uh, quickly, though, because we have a lot of other things to kind of just discuss. I know this game mattered and was important, but we're obviously all looking forward to the Packers and whatnot. Uh, so for me, stock up Donovan Wilson. That interception was so cool, dude. I mean, that was such an awesome interception. And again, at a time where the game was still way tighter and before it got way out of hand, stock up Peyton Hendershot. Holy crap, what an awesome punt block that was by Peyton Hendershot. Great Great to see him involved. Great to see John Fossil find another person to make a big-time play with. That was super awesome to see. And finally, uh, my 10th one, stock up Deron Bland. To, you know, getting another interception. He's going to lead the league in interceptions. What an awesome, awesome 
awesome job by Deron Bland this season. I do not have Jake Ferguson as a stock up. I know a lot of you are asking about him. Honorable mention for me, honorable mention TJ Bass, honorable mention Brock Hoffman. Not everybody can read the stock report. It's an elite list. All right. It's, it's an elite list, but I will definitely throw them an honorable mention in the article once I write it. Uh, very quickly, before we kind of focus all um, of the attention in our conversation on the Packers, because I know that's what we care about the most. If you are unfamiliar, um, I know not everybody is familiar with the intricacies of the NFL and things like that. Once the regular season is over, you know what teams you are playing the following year. In fact, right now, I can tell you how many are the opponents who the Cowboys have placed, 15 or 14 of their opponents for the next 100 years, if we'd like. Um, the NFL is on a rotational sort of schedule. You obviously play your division rivals once at home, once on the road. In 2024, the Dallas Cowboys are set to play the NFC South, and they are also set to play the AFC North. The other three games come from the place that you finished in. The Dallas Cowboys obviously won the NFC East. So since they're already playing the NFC West, they will play the winners of the NFC North and the NFC West. And the 17th game that the NFL instituted in 2021 sees every team play a team from the opposing conference on a rotational basis uh, through divisions in 2024. And that's a weird way to put that. Sorry. Uh, but in 2024, the NFC East will face the AFC South in this capacity. So the teams who finish in the same places as one another, the Houston Texans wound up winning the AFC South on Sunday. So the Dallas Cowboys will host them in 2024. All NFC teams will host a ninth game, that game, that extra AFC game in 2024. 2024. But if you'd like to see it, you can take a screenshot here. We obviously also share this all over our social. Uh, I tweeted about it, posted it on Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. The dates for these games are obviously not known at this point in time, but the opponents are officially set. Once again, the Cowboys will host and visit all three of their division rivals, but their other six home games in 2024 dates contest against the Detroit Lions, the NFC North winner, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and New Orleans Saints because the Cowboys in the NFC East as a whole plays the NFC South. They also play the AFC North, and last time they did, the Cowboys went to Baltimore. They went to Cincinnati, so they'll host them this time around. The Ravens and Bengals will make trips to AT&T Stadium, and like we said, the Cowboys will host the Houston Texans because the NFC East teams will play the AFC South. Road trips for Dallas next season. If you want to start planning, although you literally cannot because nobody knows when these games are going to happen. Division rivals, obviously. San Francisco, I know. It's tough. Uh, Atlanta, though. Uh, we'll see if they have a new head coach, obviously. Arthur Smith with the weirdest, you know, kind of vibe of all time at the end, complaining about that. That was so dumb. The Carolina Panthers and Dallas will also make trips to Cleveland and Pittsburgh for the first time since 2016. If you recall, last time the Cowboys went to Cleveland, they had a big win. That was so long ago. Um, that I'm going to date myself here. That was when the mannequin challenge was a thing. And if you recall, the Cowboys did the mannequin challenge on the plane home from Cleveland after they got a big win. And obviously the last time the Cowboys went to Pittsburgh was that awesome, incredible all-time of a game um, when the Cowboys had the walk-off Zeke Elliott touchdown during his rookie season. I was at that game with my dad. We sat next to the late, great Franco Harris. It was a wonderful time. Uh, but so those are the opponents. Like I said, if you didn't get a screenshot, you could always rewind or you can check out our social profiles. We shared them as well. Uh, the official schedule with all the dates uh, will not be out and not be released until, I don't know, something like April this year but those are the opponents nevertheless we hope that we're not focusing on 2024 for a very 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 long time uh because we want as many games we want four more games this season four more games four more games that's what we want we want a wild card game we want a divisional game we want a conference championship game that's the one that everybody says they want everybody loves to say oh my gosh if the cowboys just reach the nfc title game i'll be so happy you're a liar if the cowboys reach the nfc championship game and they lose you'll be even more pissed off than you were 
right now. I promise you that. But we want that third game, that title game, and we want that fourth game. Number four. We want the ball. We want that game. We want the Super Bowl. We want four more games left this season before we're focused on 2024. And obviously the first one of which, the only one of which that we know for show is against the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are a team that has been kind of a weird one this season, obviously the season for them in the Jordan Love era. Obviously, the history between these two teams and the ice ball, Lombardi and Landry and all that stuff. Uh, the Packers, in case you are curious, rank in terms of overall DVOA at FTN Fantasy, number 17 overall. Defensively, they are number 28. From a special team standpoint, they are number 27. Rich Passaccia, anybody. But offensively, they are number nine. In terms of weighted DVOA, which ranks more recent performances, um, you know, how teams have been playing as of late because overall DVOA factors in literally every week of the regular season. And obviously teams aren't who they were uh, in week one and week two, et cetera, et cetera. The Cowboys, and this is all entering week 18. The Cowboys rank number five in overall DVOA. The Green Bay Packers rank number 20 in overall weighted DVOA. So not exactly a hot team at this moment in time, but it is the playoffs. They do have a franchise quarterback in Jordan Love. They do have a very experienced head coach in Matt LaFleur, who has won playoff games, obviously. They have a very, very young team outside of Jordan Love. A lot of rookies, obviously, a lot of young players in general. So this is, you know, this is tough. I mean, it is not easy. And there's not a game, there's not a team out there that feels great or feels easy about their wildcard opponent. You can find something with every team that gives you pause, that gives you concern. Um, and we could certainly do that, <coughs> excuse me, obviously over the course of this week as the Cowboys get set to host the Green Bay Packers. Johnny Boy says they have a good running game. They do. And that's where, look, Jonathan Hankins is going to have to be a factor. Damone Clark's going to have to be a factor. Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb are going to have to be a factor. The Cowboys are going to have to put up a lot of points and make sure that they keep, obviously, Green Bay off the field and, and put them in a position where they take the run game out of things for them. Because if they don't, it could be a very, very long day for them. AU knows, says my money is on a Monday night slot again, given the matchup. Cowboys-Packers is a legacy matchup and will draw big numbers. This is an important point that I think uh, we should discuss. So thank you to AU know for bringing it up. Um, in case anybody doesn't know, hey, you know, obviously knows, um, the NFL will structure their playoff games next weekend to where there are two on Saturday. There will be one Saturday afternoon and Saturday night. There will be three on Sunday, obviously, and there will be one, and those will be at the noon hour, three o'clock hour, and the Sunday night hour, and then there will be one on Monday night football. If you recall, last year, the Cowboys played in that Monday night slot. This is the third year of that slot's existence. Two years ago, the Rams hosted the Cardinals. The Rams obviously went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, nobody wants this because this, this potentially presents a really unfair advantage for one team. Um, for what it's worth, and I don't know if anybody remembers this, and I don't mean to get lost in the weeds here, but the Giants obviously beat the Vikings in the playoffs last year, but let's pretend they hadn't for one second in time, right? Let's pretend that that had not happened. Let's pretend, obviously, um, that the Vikings had won that game. The Vikings then would have gone to San Francisco in the divisional round of the playoffs, and the Cowboys would have gone to Philadelphia, the divisional round of the playoffs, because they beat the Buccaneers, obviously. So what that could have ultimately yielded was that the Eagles, who had the first round by last year, would have been coming off of literally the longest amount of rest possible in having the first round by and being at home. And the Cowboys would have been coming off of literally the least, the fewest amount of rest possible, the shortest amount of rest possible because they played on Monday night and they did so on the road. So had the Vikings won that game, you would have had a Cowboys team with, again, literally the least amount of rest that you could possibly give a team in the playoffs traveling to face a team with literally the longest rest 
manageable or obtainable in an NFL season because the Eagles had the number one seed. That would have been horrible. Um, and for what it's worth, Watsamata adds because the Cowboys did go play the Niners. The Niners played on Saturday. So the Cowboys did still lose the rest kind of conversation to the Niners. It just wasn't as dramatic as it would have been had Dallas gone to Philadelphia, obviously. And so that is really awful. Now, as the two seed, the Cowboys, if they win their wildcard matchup, uh, will not travel for their division around playoff game, obviously. But nobody wants it. And look, I know that we all want the Cowboys to win, but we don't even want them to have an advantage like that. That's crap. That's lame. So I hope that this doesn't impact the Cowboys. Make it an AFC game as far as I'm concerned, so we do not have to worry about this. Um, I could kind of see it being Bucks eagles though. I mean, just kind of running it back with the Buccaneers. Uh, that is a playoff rematch. Those teams met in the wild card round two years ago. So um, I just hope that the Cowboys play on Sunday. I think that's the best kind of draw to ultimately ask for. Um, Astro Joe says, I don't like the Monday slot as the winner gets a short week. Very well said. Brian, thank you for the other super chat. Uh, everybody follow Brian on TikTok. The Talk Cowboys says the Green Bay game last year was the downfall of Kellen Moore. Ooh, I like this subplot. Let's see if Mike McCarthy can show Kellen how it's done. Let's go, Cowboys beat the Stinky Cheese. If you all recall, just to kind of calm our nerves, because I know the Cowboys lost that game, the Cowboys had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter of that game. All right? I mean, they were the better team. They just, you know, obviously fell apart in the worst possible way. Uh, Shane, thank you for the comment, says, does being the two seed at all alter that at all? Seems like they could get some kind of advantage as a reward for getting that high of a seed. No, um, that slot, in case anybody is curious, belongs to ESPN, um, that Monday night game. And last year, I find this stuff to be interesting. If you don't, I'm sorry for boring you. Uh, but the ESPN kind of treated that like a Super Bowl uh, in terms of the week leading up to it, the fanfare. They had obviously set television sets and things like that set up around the perimeter uh, there at Raymond James Stadium. ABC will have a Super Bowl in a few years. That's why Troy Aikman and Joe Buck are now a part of it. Um, so that being said, um, it was kind of an opportunity for them to kind of get their feet wet with it. I don't think they would put the Cowboys there a second year in a row because Fox missed out on a Cowboys playoff game last year in the wild card round. There's no way that they lose out two years in a row. The Cowboys have, Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson, Aaron Andrews, and Tom Rinaldi written all over them. They've had nine of their games this season broadcasted by that foursome. There is no way that they are not on that crew. In fact, if they're not, I would posit that they're probably going to be on CBS. The Cowboys-Niners game two years ago in the wildcard round was on CBS with Tony Romo, Jim Nance, and Tracy Wolfson. Um, I just cannot see ESPN getting that Cowboys game again. I think it was... I want to say one-time thing, but it was maybe done in, in, in an effort to give ESPN an opportunity to kind of prep for the Super Bowl that they're going to have in a few years, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I think if you if there is a built-in advantage, it comes with being the Dallas Cowboys, not necessarily because they are a two-seed. Uh, I apparently have missed some super chats. Uh, let me see about this. Uh, thank you, Brian, uh, says, if Buffalo shuts down Tyreek Hill, is Lamb Offensive Player of the Year? Probably not. Um, probably because it goes to Christian McCaffrey. That would be my thought at least but uh kevin says which network pays the most to show wildcard games um i mean it's it's fox but, but i mean it's actually the most recent deal but remember they show a lot espn only gets two um fox and cbs get wild or get playoff games every round wildcard divisional and in the conference championship game in fact the conference championship game is only on fox and cbs um and then the super bowl this year is on cbs so cbs is obviously paying a lot because of that specific reason. Uh, so, you know, that is a floating kind of answer in a given year. Next year, NBC um, is is the host of the Super Bowl. So that'll be kind of a bigger ticket. And in fact, this year, NBC has an exclusive game on Peacock. I can, I can promise you, I, I can't promise, but I would bet a lot 
um, <laughs> that the Cowboys will not be the exclusive game on Peacock uh, because the NFL is not about to do that and lose the big number that the Cowboys would draw. No offense to our in-state brothers uh, and sisters, <coughs> sisters, but I think that the uh, Texans have a chance to be the Peacock game, even though they're playing the Chiefs. Uh, so we'll see about that. Obviously, look, I – I don't know that I, and I, I know how this is going to sound. All right. I know how this is going to sound. And I, and I think, I think that you're going to agree with me. So I know how we all sound. All right. This is the most confident I've been in a Mike McCarthy led Dallas Cowboys team entering the playoffs. True or false. I would like responses to that, please. You've all been so wonderful this evening. True or false. Do you agree with that? True or false. This is the most confident you, I, we have felt in a Mike McCarthy led Dallas Cowboys team entering the playoffs. So we have, Three opportunities, obviously, uh, to kind of choose from 2021, 2022, and 2023. So if you if your answer is false, then you trusted one of those two teams more entering the playoffs. I think last year we had this kind of natural worry because the Cowboys were chasing the Eagles so much. And I think while we were confident against them, we were worried that we were ultimately going to have to face them and lose that game. And we obviously always had to worry about the Niners. Uh, and plus, they lost this game against Washington in Week 18. And while that wasn't you know, a true indictment or anything, um, it was certainly discouraging. I think in 2021, we probably had a little bit of a false positive um, because they crushed the Eagles in Week 18. Um and 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 because you know it was kind of new, it was you know it was Micah's rookie year and it was Dan Quinn's first year. Um, so I trust them. The reason I trust them more than any of the years prior, the previous two years, is because they have some scars, they have some some wounds that they've kind of developed and been through and earned together. It's because Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb are playing at an elite level. And I don't mean to discount anybody else, but the point where we're at, the playoffs, the tournament, the postseason, however you want to term it. This is a quarterback's game right here. This is it. This is where you need the moneymaker. This is where you need the quarterback. And the Cowboys have the quarterback playing at an incredibly high level. The Cowboys offense kind of withered as the, the you know, as last season and the previous one kind of went, um, you know, obviously down the stretch. That's the opposite here. The Cowboys are dominating offensively. And beyond all of that, the Cowboys are undefeated at home and they get to play at least two games at home. That was not a guarantee. In fact, two years ago, the Cowboys were the three seed. Uh, so they did not control their ability to play a home game in the division around. And had they even won that game, they wouldn't have because Tampa and Green Bay um, obviously were able to get past the wild card round. And last year, obviously, it broke against them. The playoff luck broke against them and that the Giants beat the Vikings and they had to go to San Francisco. And I think we wanted to believe we wanted to kind of let ourselves fall for the underdog story. But we knew we knew in our heart of hearts that it just wasn't enough last year, especially, obviously, with not having enough explosive playmakers. So, I mean. The fact that they have an explosive offense, the fact that they have a play caller who's willing to kind of exploit that, the fact that they have a defense who has some issues, certainly, but is, is able to kind of stand tall in big-time pivotal moments. I mean, this is the most that, that we trust. And, I mean, look, let's kind of – if I had to rank – if I had to rank the – the these are the, – let me, let me speak words. <laughs> the teams who the Cowboys have played in the playoffs, in the Mike McCarthy era, there are four of them, all right? There's the 2021 Niners with Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo. There's the 2022 Buccaneers with Tom Brady, obviously. There's the 2022 49ers, who they played one week later. And there's now the 2023 Packers. There's no question that the least amazing, not that he's bad, but the least amazing quarterback is Jordan Love. And I say that not that Jordan Love was is less amazing than Jimmy Garoppolo or Brock Purdy on his own, but he does not have Kyle Shanahan, you know, Cyrano whispering in his ear and telling him how to kind of rock and roll. 
Um, so that works out really well. The Bills, as uh, Carlos notes, just picked off to a tongue of Iloa early on in Sunday Night Football. Wow. Um, costly mistake. Targeting Tyreek Hill. This is CD Lamb's night, maybe. Uh, but so in addition to having the high level of confidence in the Cowboys that we do, the matchup is not as scary as some could or would or might or may have been, like the Rams could or, or would or might or may have been. So things are lining up well. That is not a guarantee. Nothing is promised. In fact, all of the great things the Cowboys have done to this point, I hate to be you know this blunt about it, but they mean nothing. I mean, they, they mean nothing. Everything that they have done, they don't mean nothing. Uh, but they mean what 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 the Cowboys have turned into home field for themselves, right? They're able to play this game at home. They're able to play next week at home if they manage to win this game. That is what it means. But they do not start this game with any kind of five-point head start or anything like that because they were 12-5 and in the regular season. None of that matters. It's now time to go be great and be flawless, be perfect. That's, that's, That's the challenge for the Cowboys now for the next month. And whether or not they're able to do it is obviously a point of great fascination. But, um... It's going to be one heck of a ride. Uh, let's see here. Uh, East, I think it's Easton, um, says in the chat. Um, trying to get this up here. To be honest, this game today can help us with Green Bay. Washington was playing with house money underdogs. We showed them why they were underdogs. That's well said. Um, Kenneth says, don't be shy, RJ. Say it as it is. He's a young quarterback that Parsons is going to eat. Uh, Astro Joe says, this is why I say on paper it's the best scenario. I think that's really well said. Last thing I kind of want to say, I know I get sentimental a lot around here. Nothing is promised. Then we, we are we are promised one more at least episode of the post game, but we have no idea what what tenor that's going to be. We have no idea what emotional state we're going to be. We have no idea what's going to happen the, through the course of next week's game against the Green Bay Packers. And so my I don't want to call it my challenge, but my ask, my plea of you is to enjoy it. I mean, th- this these are moments and these are things that will forever live in our sports memories and we will forge memories about however you're going to watch this coming game whoever you're going to be with the food you're going to eat the jersey you're going to wear the kind of you know traditions and rituals and whatever you go through this is why we do it like this is why we obsess and we pay so much attention and why we care and why we agonize and why we get so emotionally invested and why all the people in our lives and our family and friends who make fun of us who don't understand this is why we put up with it for this opportunity for this opportunity right now to go through all of it on a week-to-week basis to go through it all with everything on the line all the agony and misery and nausea and terrifying emotions that that accompany a playoff and postseason birth to hopefully be non-existent and to instead be replaced by joy and euphoria and celebration and i mean happiness i mean that this is what it is i mean we we sign up for what we're about to experience. And hopefully there's as much of it left as possible. I want that just as much as all of you. But I hope that we all enjoy what this is. This was a different week going into Washington. Yes, it was a lot of fun because we knew that if the Cowboys win, which they did, that we'd win the NFC East, that we'd have the two seed. All those things happen and they're great and they should be celebrated. And tomorrow will rightfully be Victory Polo Monday. But Nothing else is promised. And I don't say that to be negative or to be Lucy and yank the ball out or to be Eeyore or whatever the case may be. I say it to just, I want to emphasize how precious it is. And 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 the preciousness of it is what's so beautiful about it. We, we do not know. I mean, at some point it has to be our time. At some point, you know, just the sheer odds of it all are that the breaks go our way, that the luck goes our way, that fate smiles upon us. And maybe this is year. The odds are that it probably is not because there are going to be 14 teams in this whole dance. And the idea of being the one left at the very end is obviously a microscopically small kind of, you know, percentage point in general. That's just math. But 
It is possible. We sign up for the chance. We sign up for the ticket. We sign up for the opportunity to have our heart broken and shattered into a million pieces. And that is a really beautiful thing in a really chaotic way. Uh, and so I hope that we enjoy this week. Soak it all up. Again, wear your favorite jersey. Eat your best food. Be with the people you love. Watch it alone if you want. Come hang out with us on the postgame show afterwards. Whatever's going to happen this week, and God willing, the weeks beyond, is is you know hopefully going to be something that we remember forever in a very positive way. Um, but I hope that you take the time and the energy to kind of focus and, and realize that because I look back on, and we have a lot of younger listeners and viewers and things like that. I look back on you know the 2007 playoff loss to New York. I look back on the 2009 playoff loss to Bedford's Vikings when I was you know younger and you know at a more impressionable age and in, in high school and in college with my friends and you know the Cowboys would lose and I just wouldn't want to talk to anybody and I would hate everything about everything because they lost and it, and we will all feel that way on some level if the Cowboys lose again but it was special because I got to experience those things with people I loved and people who I cared about and people who were close to me and I hope that you get that too I hope that we take this opportunity and we acknowledge the preciousness of it all that we hold this like uh like a dog that, I think I brought this up before I don't know if it's true the dogs naturally know how to hold eggs in their mouths but I made that up in my mind if, if that is not true. I hope that we take care of this for how precious this is. And I hope that the Cowboys capitalize on it. I hope that they reward our faith. I hope they give us a lot of, you know, reason to talk crap. That's what I want. I mean, if I'm being straight up about this, I hope the Cowboys give us enough reason because we have been keeping a list. We have receipts. We have walked through almost 30 years of sludge to get to a point. And I hope this is the year that we finally get to cash in, but it might not be. And that's part of what this is. And it might not be their fault. It might completely be their fault the playoffs are a different animal and we have to understand that and we have to embrace that and we have to ride with it and we have to rock with it and we have to roll with it and we have to pop and lock and drop and all these different things so it's going to be a very fun week and we're going to have you covered in every single fashion and every single capacity uh throughout the blog my boys universe perhaps we'll do another live show later on this week we'll see obviously uh, what the crowd has to say about that uh if i could ask anything else of you please check out blog please subscribe to the blog the boys youtube channel twitch channel like our facebook page subscribe to our podcast network follow us on social media if you like what i do if you think I'm cool or if you think I'm annoying and want alerts from me one way or another you can follow me on Twitter Instagram or threads at RJ Ochoa or on TikTok at RJ.Ochoa if you leave a comment on our YouTube videos I will do my very best to get to them these are a little bit more difficult because it's a lively chat and it's very very tough to get to all of them but we'll have lots of videos throughout the week we will of course have our man simulation we'll have a whole heck of a lot of fun and tomorrow we will have a victory polo Monday you know why because the Dallas Cowboys despite all speaking of crap that crap that every Eagles fan talked, despite how much they told us about Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni and Fletcher Cox and Hassan Reddick and A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, they blew it. We did not. It's ours, baby. You got to run through Dallas if you want to at least get to the division or out of the playoffs uh, if you're the Green Bay Packers. Who knows about the NFC championship game? The Dallas Cowboys are NFC East champions. And while it has happened 25 previous times on in the history of the earth, those things are not guaranteed. Those things are not promised. You don't have to order a hat. You don't have to order a t-shirt, but enjoy it. Embrace it. Rub it in somebody's face because it is a beautiful thing, my friend. All right. I think that's it. I mean, I think that's, I know I spoke very quickly. That's a, a flaw of mine. I'm working on that to, to slow down. I can't imagine what it must be like to listen to me on like one and a quarter or one and a half speed. It has got to be the worst possible thing for anybody who listens to podcasts so if that's you i apologize if i don't speak to you between now and next week's post game we got this we got this we can do this we're gonna do this all right we're gonna do this it's gonna happen i believe it you believe it let's just believe let's just close our eyes and and take a leap of faith 
and believe in the in the thing that brought us all here in the reason that we're all connected through the fabric of the internet that thing is the Dallas Cowboys. Let's put our hands in and let's believe and let's close our eyes and let's trust and let's have an amazing time while we do so. I love you all. The Dallas Cowboys are NFC's champions. My name is Arjo Ochoa. Be well, my friends, and we'll see you next time.